Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Now what do I do? I have all of this information. 
I can get the answers to almost anything. Now I just need a legitimate question. <laughs> the, the, the What I'm driving at is we need somehow, we've got all of this information at our fingertips, but how do we assimilate that into our everyday lives? And so when we talk about the book of Solomon, I want to make sure that that uh, what I'm talking about here this evening when I talk about wisdom is made clear. I'm not just talking about wisdom that gets us through a crisis or just gets us through a moment. It's often during uncertain times that people want wisdom uh, like some sort of antidote to just rectify the problem at hand. If I could just get a word from the Lord for this particular situation. And while I think that certainly has its place in our lives, I'm not referring to that kind of wisdom. What I really am talking about tonight is a daily pursuit of wisdom, to just walk in the wisdom of the Lord, to have His Spirit lead us and guide us. I think that true wisdom is more of a preventative than a cure. I think if we could just walk in the wisdom of the Lord, we could probably avoid many, many, many pitfalls that are in life. Our need for wisdom is great, and I am thankful tonight that the storehouse that we have to go to for that wisdom is not running short. We're not serving a God that is ever going to scratch his head when we present a need. We're never going to stump him with a question. We're never going to catch him off guard. We find a tremendous treasure chest of wisdom in the book of Proverbs, and it's here that we can find enough wisdom to make sense out of our lives, or at least for the most part. As a matter of fact, I believe that the book of Proverbs was written as an instructional manual for those who are in pursuit of wisdom, such practical applications. I'm telling you what I think about so many times when I read the book of Proverbs. I think about how wonderful and how different our world would be if we could just take these principles and apply them to our lives every day, whether that is in family or in business or whatever it may be. It would reach into every into every. Uh, avenue of our life from our government right down to our particular homes. One writer defined a proverb as a short statement that seems to summarize a wise principle. I think that's well said. In the, in the introduction of Proverbs chapter 1, we discover some facts that we need to understand, I think, in, in our pursuit of wisdom. And so I want us to carefully consider this evening just the first few verses to see what we can discover. I'm going to begin in chapter 1 and verse number 2. The Bible says, To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. And so if I may, for just a moment, from, the, from verses 2 and 3, I want to talk about the benefits of wisdom. Because I think wisdom gives us preparation. A word, the word wisdom means skill, and it's used many, many times throughout the Bible. It's, it's used to describe certain abilities, abilities such as in craftsmanship or abilities in war, abilities in business. It's most commonly used to denote skills for daily living, though, just daily living, because we're not always building something. We're not always in war. We're not always just with business. But we are living every day. We're caught up in the regiment called life. And so Proverbs are lessons of life. They are that are taught from the experiences of others through time. As Brother Raymond Woodward so aptly taught 
a few years ago about the book of Proverbs, Solomon, the author of Proverbs, but the book of Proverbs was, was garnered through many different individuals over a long period of time. And so it is the summarization of a lot of people's voices and a lot of experiences that, that have been funneled down to one book. And so God gives these experiences to many people over the course of time in life. As a matter of fact, there would be a lot of Proverbs here in this very house tonight from people who have just lived life. And through life experiences, there are some things that you could share with us that would help us better our lives. They're, they're also God-inspired. It's not just the wisdom of men or just the experiences of man, but it's God-inspired, and it can help us as a tool to navigate through life successfully. I believe that wisdom also brings correction. The Bible says to know wisdom and instruction. The word instruction means discipline that is instructive or sometimes corrective in nature. And so it combines the elements, if we could use this example of raising children, both in nurturing them and loving them and also in chastening them, correcting them. And so in this sense, the wisdom of Proverbs is meant as a, it, to correct errors in how we handle life so that we don't just keep repeating the same things over and over again. It does so by either pointing out the danger that's in our lives at that particular moment or sometimes wisdom just reminds us of the consequences of bad decisions that we have made. I want to learn from that experience. I want to write that up. I want to chalk that off. I want to remind myself of that. Wisdom teaches us perception. In verse number two, to perceive the words of understanding. To perceive means to observe or to mark or to give heed or distinguish or consider. And so the wisdom of Proverbs is intended to give us more than just a little book of clever sayings. That's not what it's all about. It's designed to build within us practices of the ability to perceive things from God's point of view. I want to see this through God's eyes. I want to be able to understand as much as humanly possible with God's understanding. And so if we study Proverbs, it will give us the capacity to recognize truth when we hear it. I mean, when you hear something that's true, it just resonates in your heart, doesn't it? And so we, it gives us that ability to understand and to recognize truth. Wisdom teaches discretion. Verse number three says to receive the instruction of wisdom. The word for wisdom in verse three is a little bit uh, different from the word as it's used in verse number two. There's more of an idea of insight or an understanding of what's right and what's wrong. That is what is portrayed in the words justice and judgment and equity. Together they denote discretion or the ability to be able to distinguish. We have to distinguish many things through life, in the course of life, every day. We have to distinguish good from bad, right from wrong, good from evil, as a matter of fact, I think as equally as important as what I just mentioned, I think that wisdom helps us to be able to distinguish things between what's important and things that are trivial. Because if we're not careful, the trivial can gobble up our day. How many know that's true? And so we have to have the wisdom to realize what's important and what's trivial and be able to differentiate between those two. If you observe... If you observe people today, I, I think it goes without wisdom, it goes without saying, excuse me, that there is an absence of wisdom in the lives of many, many people. Many people don't just have the basic skills for living successfully. I, I know it's an overused word and almost to the point of 
uh, of almost losing its meaning, but there, I, I, I do believe that there is a large measure of dysfunction in our world today. There's dysfunction, obvious dysfunction in relationships. People don't know how to relate to one another, even in their family or on their jobs. They just don't know how to relate to one another. There's this level of dysfunction. There's also dysfunction in families where there's an inability to relate to our spouse or companions or even to children and children to their parents. And so this broad brush of dysfunction just paints our world. Certainly it paints the world that we live in today. By and large, people may be comfortable when it comes to material things, but I believe inside there is an obvious absence of true satisfaction. If I could use the word contentment, we may have more than we've ever had in our lives. We may possess more than we have ever possessed, but deep down inside there is an absence of true contentment or satisfaction. There are people that make the same mistakes over and over and over, never bothering to look for a better way. Sadly, some people die, die, never really knowing how to live. And I don't say that recklessly. I say that very, uh, very much from my heart because I, I believe I've met people that died that really never understood how to live. They never understood peace. They never, never understood the value of, of, of appreciating people beyond themselves. And so I would say, Lord, help us to realize how to live our lives without this measure of dysfunction. Proverbs is a handbook for living. It teaches us how to live. It can teach us how to live life as it was created to be lived. I've met people that I think have never really known the joy of serving God. They serve God but there seems to be an absence of joy in serving God. There are people who live, they're alive, they breathe, but they have missed the ability to enjoy life, to savor moments, to take time, to smell the roses, so to speak. But the the scripture teaches us how to live life as it was created to be lived. It can help us create, uh, correct our mistakes and teach us to see things realistically from God's point of view. It can help us to know the right way. It can help us to choose the right way to live. I'm thankful for the words of wisdom that we find in the book of Proverbs. The recipients of wisdom are described to us in verses 4 and 5. The Bible says to give subtility to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. And so here is the list as we find it in the book of Proverbs. The first group that is mentioned is the simple. Or another word for that would be naive. Or some people may even call it open-minded. If you're not careful, I've met people that are so open-minded as their brains have almost spilled out. I mean, I think we've got to be open-minded and we need to have a sense of simplicity. And I think to some degree, a little naivety can go a long way. But if we're not careful, some, sometimes we can let that go and, and get out of balance. And then, of course, there are other people that are too narrow-minded on the other side of that. Amen. And then, of course, we're seeking for balance. Paul told the Ephesians what they should be striving for. Here is what Paul said to the Ephesian church. He said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And you know, there are those in life that are just tossed to and fro. The least little thing seems to jostle 
their entire lives. It challenges their faith. And so to those who are tossed tonight, I would say we need that anchor of truth that keeps us steady, that holds us in the time of storm. Wisdom, as described by the, by the writer of Proverbs, can be that anchor. It can ground us. It can serve as that. A wise man learns by the experience of others. An ordinary man learns by his own experience. But someone said a fool learns by nobody's experience. The second group who can benefit from the wisdom of Proverbs, according to what Solomon writes here, are the young. And there's nothing wrong with being young. But there are many times you just you find yourself in that catch-22. Brother Gibson and I were talking about this yesterday. I remember the time, a time in my life when I couldn't get a job because I didn't have any experience. But I couldn't get any experience because I didn't have a job. It was just one of those difficult places of being young. You're just trying to get started. And so Solomon's not picking on those that are young, but they just haven't lived long enough to get a lot of experience and so without a lot of experience, there's not a lot of wisdom. There are two ways which the young may obtain wisdom. You can do that through trial and error, having to experience everything for yourself, regardless of what others have said and done. Or we can benefit, secondly, from those that have learned. We can lend ourselves to other people's voices and allow them in our lives. And when they say, you know, you might not want to turn down that road. You might not want to go that way. This may not be in your best interest. We need to yield ourselves to that word of wisdom. And then we begin to get, garner that for ourselves. Proverbs offers much, a, a much easier way to learn life's lessons. The third group who can benefit from with the wisdom of Proverbs, ironically enough, Solomon said, are the wise. This clearly implies that the one, that, that the one, that one of the marks of a wise person is the fact they figured out that you never stop learning. There's always room to add just a little bit more. I, I'm going to go back and refer to Sunday morning's message. I don't know how many times I would have no idea, no more than you would have any idea how many times the principles of what Brother Stewart preached to us Sunday morning have been rehearsed in our lives. But you know what I figured out Sunday morning? There was still some room in my life to just add a little bit more. There was, a, there was room in my life, and you know what? From your response, apparently you agree there was room in your life to just learn a little bit more, to just pull a little bit of that into your life. And some, so someone who thinks they know everything has a lot to learn because there's no way of knowing everything. Proverbs offers more wisdom to those that will just seek it, and so we never, ever will stop learning. There's always something that we can figure out. I want to rise to the challenges of life and, and be able to do that. Generally speaking, learning usually passes through three phases. Learning consists of learning to ask the right, learning the right answers, excuse me. The second phase that we pass through is learning to ask the right questions. And then finally, learn which questions are worth asking. Amen. There are times that we just need the answer. There are times that we need to know what the question is. And then there are times we need to realize what questions are worth asking. We need to ask ourselves, which one of these groups that we do we fall into? Which group do I fall into? Sometimes we're too tolerant. You know, we find people that their motto is just live and let live. And while that sounds really good on the surface, that can be very, very dangerous. There are people that can see the good points in everybody's religion, in other words, and they take what they like out of the Bible and just leave the rest alone. Just live and let live. But we're talking about eternity here. 
We're talking eternity's a long time. And according to scripture, there's one or two places that we're going to spend eternity. And so I can't just be that open-minded and that painting with that broad of a brush. Truth is to, to some what they make out of it. And if what they doesn't believe, if what they believe doesn't work, they just change that up and toss that out and grab something else. Right or wrong, amen, you know, right and wrong is just different for whoever or whatever is relative, but I'm telling you that we need to understand what thus saith the word of God and pull that into our lives. And so if that's you, then we need that anchor of wisdom in our lives, that anchor of Proverbs that holds us to a sure foundation. Amen. And so I I don't want to just learn everything through life the hard way. (laughs) I want to be able to figure out let the Lord lead me and let me lend myself to the voices of others in the Spirit of God. Proverbs is written so that for our so that we can learn that. I don't want to consider myself uh, as having gathered everything up, no room in my life to learn anything else. I always want to leave space for that. Amen. I want to understand that I can learn through the Spirit of God leading and guiding and directing me. I can learn through His Scripture, the Word of God, to unlock the doors in our lives. And so I don't want to stop learning because if we stop learning, that's the day we're going to stop growing. And God has so much to teach us, so much to teach us. And so we all fit into these uh, into these categories of life. And there are some important, important checkpoints that we are going to have to pass through in order to receive what God is wanting to give us. And so I, I want to make sure then that I deal with the things that would prohibit me from getting what God wants to give me. The Bible says in verse number 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. I think we would agree tonight or could at least agree that life is like a puzzle. If you've lived very long, you've probably figured that out. Just when you think you have it all figured out, life can throw you a curve and you almost feel like you're back at square one. Something comes and sends our world spinning out of control and it's in those seasons that we can't seem to make sense of it all. And so that's where we need something to see the bigger picture, the big picture that can help us see the whole picture. And sometimes that's where, for me, the book of Proverbs comes into play. I begin to look at a much broader vision and scope of life. To be sure, Proverbs doesn't give us all of the answers, and I'm not at all trying to imply that. But it does give us clues that can help help us put some of the harder pieces of the puzzles of life together. Because words are a doorway. God not only created language, but he also uses language for a very specific purposes that we might come willing and obey the truth if we would come into the spirit of God's word with a willingness, with a spirit of obedience. I want to come to that doorway. And when that doorway invites me to walk in, I want to walk in because there are times in our lives that we walk to that door and it says, come on in. And we walk through and God reveals to us his word and gives us the answers that we need and there are some that are unwilling to obey that truth. They see the same sign that says come in but they walk away. I want to be able to yield myself to what God was speaking to my heart. You know, I say it all the time but church is so important and there's no service because we don't look at this as just something we're doing socially. We realize there's something of a grand spiritual nature going on here right now. 
And so we're not just here to be seen and heard of men or to see others, but we're here to come to that door and allow the Spirit of the Lord to help us walk in. I want to see his word more clearly and his way more clearly. That's why Jesus explained his parables to his disciples in Matthew 3, 10 through 13. The Bible says the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and who and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that which he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they see, see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And so Proverbs are open doors for interpreting wisdom to those that will obey. By the same token, I think they are, uh, they are closed mysteries to those that are unwilling to obey the word of God. Because you see, God won't give you something that you don't want. He won't give you something that you're not seeking after. That's why the scripture talks about asking and seeking and knocking. It always puts us in a position of being proactive. God's not going to just drop something out of the sky that we're wanting to refuse or that we're not open to. And so I want to be open to the spirit of God, to the word of God, and to the will of God. Understanding takes a lot of effort. Proverbs verse in verse number 6, 1 and 6 the Bible says the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The words of the wise and their dark sayings. The phrase dark sayings means a riddle or a difficult question or a perplexing saying or question. And so since life is complex and since God uses words as a doorway, then it's no wonder that wisdom is compared to a riddle. Our wisdom would be compared to a perplexing question. Even though some people would like to think that life is just really simple. In in truth, life can be very, very complicated. And truth is more complicated than we would often like to admit. And there are times when a shallow, but there are times when a shallow answer won't do. I can't just have something on the surface. I need something from the Lord. And I've got to put some effort into understanding things that are not so simple. Amen. You got to study. You got to put yourself into whatever that is. You got to give yourself to it. And so, whatever your field of labor is, if you just want to be very shallow in that, you can just learn the minimum. And that's where you'll live out your whole life. But if you want to get a grasp of it, a comprehension of it, you're going to have to give yourself to that. Amen. And so if you're going to be a minister of the gospel, you're going to have to give yourself to the word. If, and and I'm not, I don't want to just speak to the ministry tonight, but if you're going to be a saint of God, a follower of God, and a, and a lover of God's word, you're going to have to give yourself to that word. Let that word get in us. As it's been said, the word can't get in us if we don't get in it. And so I've got to open that Bible, and not just with... Uh, not with just getting done on my mind, not with just reading through a few chapters on my mind and checking off the little box, but I've got to say, Lord, I need you to help me to understand this. We have to put effort into understanding things that are not so simple. And so Proverbs can give us insight to see beyond the obvious truth those things that might not be quite so obvious. I think we perhaps a lot of us at least have been here. Maybe the Lord has directed you to a certain passage of Scripture and and you read that Scripture and it just makes no sense. But you know, if I feel like that the Lord has drawn my attention to a passage, I'm going to make a note about that. If I don't understand it today, 
I'm going to go back and read that again tomorrow. I'm going to meditate on that. I'm going to pray about that. You know, why? Because the, if, if I've got to put some effort into this, if I'm going to figure this out, I'm going to have to avail myself to that. And so gain and wisdom is not something that's, a, that's accomplished without effort. Life in this sinful world does not always seem to make sense. But we do live in an orderly world. And we serve a God that is not the author of confusion. He's given us the book of Proverbs. Not, not so that we can have an answer to every little question that life throws our way. But we have the book of Proverbs because it helps us put some pieces together. And then believe that he holds the rest of those pieces in his own hand. It takes willingness on our part to study God's word and a willingness then to obey his word. In, in closing this evening, I'm going to invite our musicians to come. I want to go down to verse number 7. The Bible talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The foundation of wisdom, the Scripture says, is the, very, is the fear of God. The fear of the Lord, that's a term that we read about many times in Scripture. And while I do agree that the term, the fear of, of the Lord, means to respect the Lord, I do think that it means more than respect. If I could just draw something in your mind. I think the fear of the Lord means more than respect, but certainly it means less than terror. God doesn't want us to be terrorized by him. But somewhere in that middle, we need to learn how to respect and to fear the Lord. I think it has an idea or the connotation is more of an idea of the awe of God. I don't ever want to lose the wonder or the awe of the presence of God. Amen. Perhaps it can be explained as living in the shadow of God's presence consciously and constantly. Proverbs explains to us that this God consciousness is the beginning of knowledge. I want to walk in this God consciousness. In the first lesson, I think that we learn in the school of wisdom is just this very thing, that if we don't walk with this God consciousness, we are destined to fail. No one can or will ever be wise without the proper, right relationship with God. Proverbs 1 and 7 the latter portion of that says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The foolish despise the fear of God or the respect and reverence of God. Not everybody's willing to start with the fear of God in their pursuit of wisdom, but, but they are what God calls in the book of Proverbs a fool to do anything less. A term that doesn't just mean someone that's ignorant. We're not talking about that, but it's a term that means someone who refuses to do what they know is right. There's only one way to know wisdom, and that is to turn from the foolishness of sin by repentance and say, Lord, I'm putting my trust and my confidence in you. And so life can be complicated. Life can have a lot of moving parts. And perhaps tonight you can relate to that very statement, a lot of moving parts. But I'm thankful for the wisdom of God that keeps us together. His trust, amen, in us, his trust in me, his trust in you. I want to be that person that never violates that trust. The Bible says, as Paul wrote to the Colossian church, let's stand if we can. 
Paul wrote to the Colossians, speaking of Jesus Christ, he said this, Colossians 2 and 3, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him is the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. In him is everything that we need. Amen. Amen. He's, he's all that we will ever need. Amen. Would you slip your hands up tonight? Would you make an altar where you stand perhaps and let the Spirit of God touch our heart and our lives that we might become what He would have us be to be molded in His image, to be strengthened by His hand. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.